Hey friends, I appreciate you tuning into the Deal Farm podcast where I hope you feel at least mildly entertained and possibly even inspired to take big action towards improving your life and your business. On this episode, Kevin and I break down the relationship between motivation and consistency and how successful people balance the two. See you on the other side. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing? Pretty good, brother Ken. How about you, man? Oh man, I couldn't be better. Another great. I could day. be better. I could be better <laughs> if I had a donut right now. If I had a donut, I could Oof. do better. Oof. We always start with food. Why is that? Why do we always start with food? I guess because it's the time of day and we're just always hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry right now. I could use a donut. But other than that, it's a phenomenal day. It's beautiful. I could always use a donut. There's never not a time where I could be like, mm, I could eat a donut right now. Have you ever had a time where it's like somebody offer you a donut? You're like, no, I don't need one. I'm good. Don't eat it. That's any Only when I'm being disciplined. It's not because I didn't want one. It's because for that particular day, I was being disciplined. Otherwise, yeah. I wanted it. So you did want it. You just d- decided that you weren't going to have it. Pretty much. Yeah. I've, I've always, even if I'm stuffed to the gills, it's like, I could cram in a donut. <laughs> I can make space for that. We I got we got space. space for that one right there. I can make space for a donut. Yeah. And actually, speaking of cramming, I just got off a cruise last week and uh, I crammed a lot. I crammed a lot down. I, I actually still haven't weighed myself, but I guarantee you, there's at least five pounds sitting on me right now. That's that's dangerous. right? Did they have donuts, though? I think that that's what I want to know. You know, they didn't have donuts. In fact, the one place that we saw donuts, we were in uh, Mazatlan. I don't know how you pronounce it. Mazatlan, Mazatlan in, in Mexico Mazatlan. <laughs> on a beach. And there were people carrying trays of donuts around on the beach. Obviously. Where else <laughs> are you going to buy donuts than off of uh, some random person's tray on the beach? In Mexico. In Mexico. That's got to be healthy. too. That, that, there's no gastrointestinal concerns with that. Not at all. You know, we did have a, it's funny, we did have a margarita on the beach and the whole time I was like, I'm going to get the squirts. It's coming. Yes. It's, oh, it's gonna, oh, that's dangerous right there. Yeah. Local From ice. the beach too. Yes, yeah. it's come. And thank God, somehow we all stayed healthy. Well, it's the alcohol. Alcohol had to have killed it, right? I mean, that, that disinfected it. It's pretty it was fruity. Strong. I'm not sure how much alcohol they put in it. It was not a generous oh, pour. I just, all right, I, so you're going to have the best food on the cruise. Cruise ships have phenomenal food often. Well, depending on what cruise line you're on, you were on a good cruise line. Yes, it was Norwegian. It's hit or miss. Like any cruise line's hit or miss. Like there are certain things that they, you know, are on point and some things that are just like, eh, not so great. Yep. Uh, this particular Norwegian had a steakhouse. So like we got the the one night booked in like a nice steakhouse and it was a legitimately a pretty good steak. Nice. Um, and they had a phenomenal, it's funny, you go to these, the individual restaurants and the desserts are higher quality. So we got a nice big fat cheesecake that was pretty phenomenal. Everything else was just, eh, it was okay. It was good. Yeah. Well, they got the buffets and everything. Kids love the buffets. Right? Oh man, they tore it up. That and we had this particular, we had like the open bar, the drink, I guess the drink package. Mm-hmm. So you could just like go back and forth. Yep. And so all my kids thought they were pretty cool drinking the uh, virgin daiquiris and pina oh, coladas yeah. and whatnot. Fancy cups walking yeah. around the cruise ship. Yeah, we tore that up. So you went to Mexico, you, you ate and drank on the beach, and you didn't get COVID, you didn't get sick, nobody got the squirts, you came back healthy. And and <laughs> maybe five pounds a little heavier. I've only been back two days. Let me knock on wood real fast. There's still Far's time. So There's still, still time. time. Yeah, it could still be <laughs> cooking inside of me somewhere. No, nah, it was a good trip. It was fantastic. It's and it was a great spring break. Big good spring break. Yeah. Whenever and whenever you take like a 10 or 11 day trip, man, it's sometimes it's hard to get back and get into it because you're still mm-hmm. sort of on uh, Mexico standard time. 
Well, you're still feeling the cruise ship moving around too after that. You know, today, this being the third day back, not so much, but the first two days was pretty intense. I was like, am I hungover? Why am I moving? Is this... <laughs> the room is still moving around. Hey, and before you left, your timing to be in San Diego as they played in the final four was like perfect. Like you were in the right spot at the right time. Couldn't have been better. Yeah. In the gas lamp, watching that final four game with a, you know, 300 other people at a big block party was phenomenal. It was so cool to see that last second shot. And yeah. And it was a great ending too. I mean, it was one of those, you know, a buzzer beater you're in San Diego, people outside. I mean, it looked like it was insane. And then you got on a cruise ship and ate a bunch of donuts out on the beach. So that's a great start. It was a good spring break. Yeah. So now we're back and I've got a, I got to find some motivation, man, to take off a few pounds before summer and get back into the groove. Sometimes going on a vacation zaps your motivation for anything. You got five pounds. You got, you got to be motivated to drop those five pounds. You probably put on at least the five uh, pounds. I really, and you know, we've been talking about uh, by summer, man, I got to get down at least 10, 10 pounds, maybe even 15 by summer. I'm going to be a, well, we got a family goal, right? We we got that family goal. And I, you know, I've been fairly consistent. I was, I was off the bandwagon uh, over spring break, but outside of that, it's pretty consistent. There's been motivation because the whole family, right. It's been involved. Uh, Although dad was off the band. I oh, was, you know, he was up here uh, a couple of days ago and he did really well actually. So, but it's motivation, it's consistency, right? It's, it's sticking at it. How Otherwise you... you just start roller coastering with your weight. You know, I'm going to have this conversation with our real estate agents tomorrow. We've got, you know, 40 some agents at our brokerage here and we've got our big team meeting tomorrow. And, um, and that's one of those things where entrepreneurs and agents specifically, it's so easy to lose motivation because they, they got into real estate for a reason and they, or if you're an investor, you got into real estate because you wanted to flip houses and you wanted to, uh, you know, build a successful real estate portfolio or whatever that looked like. And it's so easy to lose motivation and to, and to fall out. And, that, and it's a, sort of this struggle of how do I stay consistent in my business? How do I generate consistent business? How do I continue to stay motivated in my business? And so I thought today, actually, it's pertinent when we're talking about weight loss, but it's also pertinent when you're talking about your business, especially as yeah. a solo entrepreneur, to stay motivated. And how does motivation and consistency relate to each other? Yeah. So where, where do you think, and I think it's a great topic. It's it's relevant for, for lots of areas of life. Where do you think, where does motivation start? Like where, where does that, you know, where, where, where's the spark where it initiates from? Right in your gut. That's where it starts. Scientifically. Because you had a donut. <laughs> if you have the donut. It starts right in because your... I'm motivated to eat a donut. Oftentimes, I'm always motivated to eat a donut. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it's uh, motivation is in sort of internal desire. It starts from somewhere. There's a spark that wants you know that you. There was a reason you wanted to get into real estate, or there was a reason you wanted to get your license. I think it's somewhat innate. You know, somebody they're just wired that way. That I, this is something I want to go after. Like uh, entrepreneurs are typically. That's you know I think that there's a genetic a genetic component to being an entrepreneur, right? being a risk absolutely. taker and wanting to go after it. Yeah, that, that absolutely is a genetic component, you know, and the word motivation comes from the, the Latin, which means to move, you know, it's, it's that thing in your gut. It's that spark that, that gets you to move, you know, whether it's motivated to get out of bed or to start a business or to uh, deny yourself a donut, but that's that it's that I'm going to move. I'm going to do something. I'm going right. to move. I'm going to act on yeah. this. Yeah, if you're motivated to do something, chances are you did it. I, I don't I, I don't think you can be motivated and not have done anything because like mm-hmm. you said, the word itself means to move. So if you're motivated, chances are it's evidenced by the fact that you did something about it. Right. That there was an action associated with with a desire. Right, right. 
So the motivation, I think, have you ever seen uh, Simon Sinek's Golden Circle? It's a he's, he's got a really popular TED talk out there yep, about yep. you know motivation and what it looks like. And the you got these three rings where the outer ring is the what you know what are you what are you doing what are you providing. The second ring is the how, and then the inner ring is your why. And you've, I've heard mm-hmm. lots of motivational speakers talk so what's about your why, right? You got to know, know what your why is, right? That's right. What is your, so, you know, if you're into real estate, you know, why, why do you want to get into real estate? Why do you want to build a successful business? And mm-hmm. I guess it's different for everybody. Well, you know, and think, put, flip the coin to the other side. If you're, you're, you're in real estate as a real estate investor, and you're working with a motivated seller, helping them to figure out what their why is, right? I mean, as you right. go back and forth, it's sure. not just num- dollars and cents. It's helping them understand their motivation and helping them get to that why. Why do you want to sell your house so quick, right? right? Yeah. And then yeah. driving home that night, and why am I in this business? Like, why, why am I continuing to do this, right? That's That helps you understand your motivation. That's right. Yep. And honestly, a lot of times you meet with a motivated seller and they're motivated. They don't 100% know their why. And part mm-hmm. of drilling into their why and then coming back to it and, and sort of framing your whole conversation around that. Why, you know, maybe they, they're bankrupt or they got a, whatever their, their, their hot button issue is, but framing the whole conversation around, let me solve this for you. Let's get to that. Why and solve this for you is, and again, you become a problem solver. And I, f- I feel like that approach in this business is what propels people to success rather than just let me buy this house for super cheap. Yeah, well, and the, you know the other part of that is is that a lot of people are external processors. That they, they don't know what their why is. Right. They don't they don't know you know behind their thinking or their feeling, and they just need to external process some of that, which is saying things out loud. And so, being in a position where you can ask questions, where you can have a conversation, and create an environment where they can talk those things out. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're hearing themselves say certain things, and now oh, I, you know, I do feel this way. And so, you are in a position to guide those conversations that help. You know, whether it's a homeowner or a spouse or a business partner for external processors, help them get to a spot where, okay, well, this does make sense now. Yeah, you're right. I do need to do this, right? Right, right. Allow them to do that external processing. But Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of uh, entrepreneurs probably don't even go through the exercise of doing it for themselves. Mm -hmm. They know they're motivated to build a successful real estate business, but, but the why sometimes isn't something that they've really dug down into to understand. Like, why do I want to build this business? What is it just the money or is there something behind, there's probably something behind the money. It's not just the money. Well, what do I want to do with the money or after I get the money? What, what is your why? And I, I think it's a really practical exercise to go through to understand, well, why do I have all this motivation to build this business? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's too many examples of people who uh, worked their, themselves to the bone until they were late in life because they wanted to make more and more money, but they weren't necessarily happy or satisfied because maybe they just didn't get to the, the, the why behind that. It's, you know, you want to make this money so people would think better of you so that you had more margin in time. Well, if you're in a position to have more margin in time, are you, are you taking advantage? And they just, you know, that they, they haven't done the work that you said, right. They haven't done the work to, to really get behind. Why am I doing this? Like, what, what right. is it that I, do I just want the bigger house? Do I want the nicer car? Yep. Do I yep. want time or do I just want people to see me in a different light? You know, that's right. Well, and that, I think that leads to a, a good conversation about the two different types of motivation, the intrinsic and the extrinsic. Why is that so hard to say? Extrinsic. intrinsic versus extrinsic it's the uh, e x t extrinsic extrinsic Ex- and intrinsic extrinsic yes so the intrinsic would be you know something that was more innate sort of internal like i i'm motivated because i legitimately get enjoyment out of operating my business or 
Um, or, or maybe you're motivated to learn guitar and it has nothing to do with, you know, anybody else other than it's a great creative outlet. It's something I yep. just want to do for myself. I want to be good at piano or guitar or, or, or whatever. It's, it's, it's like a passion that sort of wells up inside of you. And there's really no other reason other than it's an internal desire. Yeah. You think about like running, like I don't like running. I don't like going out for a jog. I do not like going out for, you know, a run. I'm not, I'm not a runner, never been a runner. I've had to do a lot of running, but I, I'm not, I don't enjoy it. There is no intrinsic motivation there, but there are a lot of people out there. I mean, there are a lot of people, they just love it. Yep. Like, oh, this is the fantastic. I just love, you know, they just love going out for a run. I mean, that's intrinsic value for me. I would run if it's, if I'm going to lose weight, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll do this. It's extra. I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to lose some weight. But that's extrinsic, right? It's because of the benefit I'm getting, not the intrinsic because, oh, I just love it. That's right. Yeah. So versus an extrinsic would be like you said, there's some sort of external motivating factor. So, mm -hmm. you know, I want to, I want to be the best salesperson because I want the prize. I want the, uh, I want the recognition. I want the award. I want mm -hmm. the, the money that comes with it. That would be more of an extrinsic motivator. Yeah. So can you think what for you, I'm curious, what, what is something in, maybe for you that, uh, that you do or that you're involved with just for intrinsic, just cause you love it. Like it's an intrinsic and the extrinsic benefits is, is really just gravy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there's a, there's a component to just business that Building I legitimately enjoy. Yeah. Businesses. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not, I, I, there could be a combination, I guess, of some amount of intrinsic and some of some percentage of extrinsic, but, um, but business in general, it's legitimately fun. To, mm -hmm. to build businesses, but uh, piano, I sit down and play the piano, you know, yeah. occasionally and not because I plan on anybody ever listening to me play piano, because I legitimately enjoy it or enjoy guitar, it, right? same thing, play the guitar. I mean, I, how many years did I sit up in my bedroom, play guitar and, you know, get really good at it. It was really just because I enjoyed it. I had no other reason other than it was until I got to college. And then I want to be a stud on the stage and play local. Well, yeah, and then you had to start doing concerts and, you know, being up yeah. on the stage. And was... Then it became more extrinsic. One of the ladies to like me. That's right. What about you? What, 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 what's something that's intrinsic for you? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, construction. I, I love building. Like I do, I just, I love that. Like to, I mean, even right now, you know, we're uh, planning to put on a, a big old deck on the back of the house and I got a, a swing set I've been working on for the boys and I got a pergola, just building stuff. Like I can lose myself in 10 hours in a day, just, you know, building, de designing something, building it out, you know, tearing stuff down and put, I just, I love that. Absolutely love it. And it's therapeutic. Like I just, you get in the zone and it's absolutely absolutely therapeutic it's not and afterwards it's like great hey now we have a deck you know or now that we built this or now we, you know it, that that's great too but just actually the the actual building construction planning figuring out how much supplies you need how much is going to cost i just love that like, yeah it's, it's very rewarding for me and yeah. then when you're done you look at i built that look i did that, that that's something i did i love that that self uh, that sense of accomplishment you know, mm -hmm. after especially do, yeah, like just yard work in general is great because in one day you can have this amazing sense of accomplishment. Look how amazing my yard! Looks. <laughs> Look at all that mulch! I just yeah. that's amazing, <laughs> exactly. and it looks so fantastic, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Even just this last week, you know, spring break, and I did a bunch of work um, just around the house and work. And it, it was, you know, I'm in my fifties now, and I realized I, I really I was outside, and I sort of had this moment. It was like, I love, I really enjoy working. Like, you know, when I was a teenager, I don't know that there was ever a time where I was like, I love working. Mm -hmm. um, but I, this last week I was like, I really enjoy this. Like, I, I enjoy having a task and getting it done and work. Like, I, I genuinely enjoy, you know, working with my hands, laboring, getting sweaty and hot and mm -hmm. accomplishing something. 
that's much more rewarding than maybe when I was a, you know, a teenager and I just wanted to sleep in and, you know, lay about the house all day. Yeah. Um, well, we're not, I mean, human nature, we're not really wired to sit around and do nothing. I mean, even a, a week on a cruise boat sort of reveals that like by the end of the week, I've read a book. That's great. Yep. I've gained five pounds. I've been a little bit of a glutton. <laughs> it's like, great. okay, great. I do need, I, I just need a schedule. I need, you know, tasks. I need regularity. Yeah. In more ways than one. Yes. Got to keep regular. Well, you know, there's a, there's a third type of motivation, right? So you have the intrinsic. So you think about building a business. Okay. So yeah. why am I building a business? Is it intrinsic because I just enjoy it? Or am I, am I trying to build a business because it's extrinsic because of what I want to, uh, you know, I want the money, I want the prestige, I want, you know, whatever. But the third type of motivation, family motivation, what is that? Yeah. So that's, it's, it's funny for a long time, they really just identified two types of motivation, the intrinsic and the extrinsic. And then they're like, you know what, there actually is a third and it's a family motivation. And that's really, it's neither. It's purely motivated because you want to do something to support your family, not necessarily yeah. for yourself. And that's probably honestly where like working and having a job or building a business, probably for most of us, that's our motivator is you're providing for your family. Yeah. Well, even, you know, you just went on a cruise and people that maybe are saving up to take their family to Disneyland or Disney World or, you know, uh, planning a vacation. You know, there's a, there's all sorts of uh, characterizations and humor out there of the dad who plans the whole vacation for his family and then he's miserable the whole time. You know, he's just planned it all out. He's getting everybody to the right spots at the right time and making sure they're fed and he's spending all this money and he gets in the, the time and he's just absolutely exhausted. But here he was motivated to do all that for his family, right? Spending the money, making the plans, doing all that. But it wasn't necessarily a, a vacation for him. There, there's a lot yeah. of jokes out yeah. there about that. But that that's an example of that family motivation. Yep, yep. And it's funny with our cruise. It was really it was motivated by the kids. The kids really wanted to go on a cruise. Anita had no interest in going on a cruise, but she she <laughs> went for that that uh, that family motivating factor. It's like the kids really want to do this, and you want you legitimately want to create experiences for your kids. I want my kids to see what Mexico is like. I want them to, you know, experience fun things and build memories and all the all the good feels that come from family vacations. Yeah. So third type of motivation. So, you know, you think about uh, what motivates you, why you're motivated. You know, what is it that you're trying to and hopefully everyone has some degree of motivation, you know, regardless of what it, you're moving towards something. Maybe we break it apart and maybe break it down a little bit and look, okay, what are the different components as we think about our motivation, whether it's building a business or going to work and working 60 hours a week or, or planning a vacation? Yeah. So the three components would be your activation. So that's the sort of the, that initial decision that you want to do something plus the intensity. How bad do you want it? How, how motivated are you? And then the third would be the persistence. How long can you keep up this effort? How long do you maintain that level of motivation? Yeah, right. So, you know, on one end of the spectrum, if we sort of the low end, somebody, you might have woken up this morning, you're motivated, you want to get Chick-fil-A. You wake up and it's like, I want to have Chick-fil-A for lunch today. Like, I would like a chicken sandwich, right? You've just, <laughs> that's your activation. You decided to do something. The intensity is how badly do I want Chick-fil-A? Are you going to really rearrange your schedule, you know, plan your, your driving to get there? And by the time 11... 30 rolls around them day. Have you persisted to that? You know, that's maybe one end, the low end of the spectrum on motivation. Or maybe it's like it's pulling into the parking lot and seeing this line wrapped around the Chick-fil-A building. And you're like, oh, how bad do I, I really want it? Do I really want it that bad? I Am I going to sit in line for an hour to get that chicken sandwich? That would be your persistence. I'm going yeah. well, to. Well, I think there's people, 
there are people who plan their days like, you know, I think I'll go to Target this morning. Maybe if I, if I go to Target, it's going to get me across town. It's going to get me close to the Chick-fil-A. If I drop the kids, you know, they're, they're planning out their day just to land at Chick-fil-A around lunchtime. So true. And then getting there and, and they seen that line around the building three times. You know, I, I think that entrepreneurs in general have a high activation, but mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, it loses intensity and persistence really quickly. I think that's well, yeah, because it takes it, it, for an entrepreneur, they you know, typically have lots of ideas, mm -hmm. lots of great ideas, but to actually get it to the finish, say, hey, I want to build a rental portfolio. I'm going to set a goal this year. I'm going to buy five rental properties. Well, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's a great idea, right? Great opportunity there, right? And you might have really intent, but you're going to hit roadblocks, right? You're going to hit challenges that at some point it's no longer fun. And mm -hmm. It's no longer a really cool idea. It's like, this is hard. Like yep. this is, this is a pain. This, I don't, you know, and do, you know, does a person have the persistence or going on to the next idea? I think storage units would be better. Maybe I need to do <laughs> right. storage units. Yeah, exactly. You know? They map the out a big idea. business plan and website for storage units. And then same thing, they hit another roadblock yep. and they've lost their motivation. And then it's on to the next one. And that's, that's probably right. a pretty typical characterization. And that doesn't lead to success, right? Whatever their why was, they're not getting there because it's just a bunch of different ideas one after another and not actually getting having the persistence to get to the finish line. Let's talk about that for just a second. So what are some typical motivation killers? I think it's, it's uh, accurate to say that a lot of people lose motivation, especially in the business world. So what are some of those things, those traps that kill your motivation? And you are going to have them, right? You just, right. just guaranteed, like you are going to hit, you know, traps. I mean, so the first one's going to be challenges, yep. challenges or resistance. Someone's going to say, well, that's probably not a good idea. You know, yep. or you're, it's going to get hard. It's just going to, you're going to run into challenges, but, you know, finding the right rental. Oh, well, this property maybe isn't as good as I thought. Oh, it's going to be hard to get tenants in there. It's just, you're going to hit challenges. You're going to hit resistance. Or just not being patient. You know, things, just things in general take a while, especially in, in, in real estate. It takes a while to build a pipeline. It takes a while to get that first deal. It takes yeah. a while to get that first client. And it's easy to want it faster and then just lose your patience. Be like, this is taking too long. I, I can't wait three months for this. And all of a yeah. sudden your motivation's out. And the bailout too too early instead of just sticking it out. That's right. Yep. Well, I think the other thing, you know, uh, along those same slides would be comparison. There's, there's always sure. a trapping because there's always somebody doing bigger and better than you, you know, especially if you're on social media, they're oh, certainly telling you that they're doing it better than you. Right. And you don't know how much of that is true. In fact, yeah, yes, I was, I was sending you stuff that I saw yesterday. I was, I was all tweeted out. And you're like, I don't think that's really real. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> those numbers, those numbers are not real. Yeah. Well, there, and there's always... There's always an underlying real story to, to numbers, yeah. numbers, especially when you're using gross numbers, don't tell you the whole story, but yeah, uh, it, people it, love to put their gross numbers out there. But, but, but it's the idea of comparison, right? As soon as you go on social media and you see how, how great other people, you know, present that they're, they're doing, or I wanted to do five houses this year. I can't, I'm only going to look like I'm going to get two in my rental portfolio. This guy has, you know, this guy yeah. has 120 doors. I'd never be able to do that. Yep. Yeah. The comparison trap for sure. And just distractions in general. We live in a society where it's just so easy to get pulled in so many different directions. You can get distracted by the next shiny object and then lose the motivation on that original plan. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, not only distraction, but not having a plan, you know, right. having a great idea, True. you know, having a fantastic idea. Oh, this is what I'm going to do. But then not taking the time to sit down and build out a plan. Right. Okay. These are the steps. This is what I need to do. I need to do step A, step B. C D E F this and and when the element OP hits, this is this is how we're gonna address that. And then on top of that, then not being flexible because it'll change. I mean, the yep. best plans, right, are, yep. are gonna hit yep. snags. And so 
you know, not only being tenacious to stay at it, but also being flexible to say, you know, we got to shift, we got to change, we got to adapt. Yeah. Well, I think uh, talking about just having a plan in general is a, is a great segue into consistency and how consistency sort of um, compares to motivation and how they're, how they're different. You know, when mo- motivation is really, it's that sort of inner feeling that drives you, that gives you that desire to do something versus consistency is really about how regular and steady you are in your actions. Consistency is more about action and less about desire, right? Yeah, it's just being disciplined to get up every day and stick at it, right? It's it's that tenacity of going to get up and do it again, going to get up and do it again. Yep, yep. And and doing things on a, almost like a regular, I, I think of cadence as doing things on a regular um, cadence or schedule, being consistent. Mm-hmm. Like I've, every morning I'm going to do this or three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the gym or, or what, whatever it is, but having sort of that regular cadence throughout the week that that's to me what breeds consistency. Yeah. You know, I've seen this definitely the same principle true in relationships. If you want to build a relationship, you know, with, with your kids or with your, your spouse or your partner or with a friend consistency, you know, we want grand slams, you know, I want to, I'm going to go do this amazing thing with my, with my kids and we're going to have a fantastic time, but you will have so much more traction over the long haul. If you're just consistent, Hey, Thursdays, we go out to lunch. Yep. You know, Saturdays we get up and we do X, Y, you know, whatever. And you're just consistent over a long period of time. Uh, even if it's not grand slams, it's just mm-hmm. that, man, well, we went to Chick-fil-A and had lunch again Thursday and you know, talked about our day. Yeah. Over time, that consistency is so much more powerful and meaningful than trying to have a, a you know, a, a one-off amazing experience. Yeah. And, and that goes, honestly, just in terms of how you are around people, like your behavior, being consistent in your behavior. I think people that are considered reliable people are reliable because they're consistent. They consistently mm-hmm. show up on time. They consistently call. They can, they do things in a way that builds trust because mm-hmm. you know their behavior over time has has uh, has been consistent. Well, and you know you're not consistent because you're motivated to be consistent. You're consistent right. because you choose to be consistent. Like there are going to be days you wake up and you don't want to go for that run or right. you don't want to go to lunch with your kid or you don't want to, you know, go on another appointment to look at a potential house or what, you know, it, you, the motivation won't be there. You have to will yourself into consistency. I'm going to do this because this is what I do. This was the plan. That's right. And it requires a, a lot of intentionality. Yeah. Well, motivation, like you said, it's it's typically something that where you're focused on an end goal, whatever the end goal is, which over time can be hard to continue to focus on that end goal. I want a $10 million business. Well, every morning you don't get up necessarily think about that $10 million business, but you can wake up every morning and have a consistent plan of action and embrace yeah. the fact that I don't feel like building this $10 million business today. I kind of don't care about having a $10 million, but I, I can I can will myself into being consistent today. Yeah. And that's right. You know, you go back to your why. Why am I, you know, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go on three appointments. I'm going to spend an hour doing phone calls. I'm going to, you know, ex, you know, work out. Yeah. Going back to your why. Why am I doing this? Oh, right. because, you know, because I want not just, a, it's not that I just want a $10 million business, but I want to get to a spot where I have more bandwidth time with my family and we get some great vacations each year. Like, okay. That's, that's why I'm, I'm, that's why I'm doing this. I'm going to will myself to, to get up and go on those appointments and make those calls. That's right. Right. So let's talk about some of the benefits of being consistent. You know, to to me, one of the first ones is, you know, if you're consistent with something, it has the potential to become a habit and Mm -hmm. forming habits, you know, makes, makes doing that thing easier over time because it sort of becomes a part of your regular routine. It becomes a part of who you are. 
So being consistent is a way to form a good habit. Yeah. And then those, those good habits that you're wanting to form, right. then leads to a sense of accomplishment. It's like, Oh, look, I did, I ran, I didn't just run three times this last week, man. I, I ran tw 12 times this month. I That's mean, right. look at that. I'm, I'm actually doing it. Yep. Well, which also, I think it turn around, it actually has a positive impact on motivation. So as you lose motivation for whatever reason, when you decide to be consistent, it actually, that in and of itself has a positive effect on your motivation. Think about losing mm -hmm. weight. You know, you lose yep. that first five or 10 pounds. You're like, I'm doing it. This feels pretty yeah. good. I'm more yeah. motivated to keep doing what I've been doing because I'm seeing some success now. Yeah. Well, think about in business, right? If you're struggling to get that first deal, right? That first home under contract, you get that. And it's like, well, I want to get another one now. Like, I, want, I want to do another one, right? And so, yeah, it feed, there's a positive feedback loop there. That's right. Yeah, it almost becomes, like you said, like a feedback loop. The more I do this, even when I don't feel motivated, it's creating more motivation because I'm having the success that I originally wanted. Yeah. Just important to to go back to that why, right? What, what is it that I'm aiming for? Easy for people to drift. But yeah, that feedback loop really can be re-energizing. That's right. So let's talk for a second about how to be more consistent. You know, Aristotle's got a great quote. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an, an act, but a habit. Does that mean I'm a donut? Because I repeatedly want to eat a donut. So. It means you are a giant jelly donut. <laughs> a jelly donut. A jelly filled donut. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to almost embrace the fact that sometimes you just don't feel like it. You have to just yeah. be okay with that. Sometimes I don't feel like getting up in the morning and do, but you just embrace it and you, and you will yourself to take action anyways. Yep. Well, you know, the other, you know, remind that quote reminds me of a, a, a similar quote really related to, again, with relationships, families, family systems, that sort of thing is, you know, wherever you go, there you are that, uh, that you take yourself with you, um, that you're the, com the combination of your habits and your actions, you can change your environment, you know, leave a relationship, enter a new relationship, change your, your setting, your environment, but wherever you go, there you are, like you take yourself with you. And so you end up taking those those bad habits or you, you take those negative traits or behaviors with you and changing your time to context doesn't necessarily change that. What changes, uh, the opportunity changes to change yourself, to change right. what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, change the way that you do, you know, you interact. Yeah, if you've just, had, yeah. you know, multiple failed businesses and you think, well, this business is going to be different. I think having a pause and saying, okay, why didn't those six, was it, how much of that was me? Yeah. How much of that yeah. was a lack of consistency or effort and, and evaluating how do I need to change? Right, right. Well, I think that uh, speaks to what is Stephen Covey in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He had this concept of the principled person, you know, basically embracing that this is who I am. It's not mm -hmm. just this is what I do, but this is who I'm. I am a disciplined person. I am a consistent person. And when mm -hmm. you can embrace that I'm, I'm a principled person, and, and it actually becomes part of your identity. It becomes easier to be consistent because it's not just about an end goal anymore. It's not just about building this business or having money. It's about I'm doing this because this is who I am. And you embrace that yeah. identity. That's right. And, and I think in that recognizing, you know, uh, negative negativity that that potentially is a distraction pulls you away. If if you land on a spot, well, you know, this is who I am. I, I just, you know, I start businesses and they fail. It's like, no, 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 no. That, that, that's not who you are. You're somebody who has starts businesses because you have great ideas. And you need to change these things about you, right? Yeah, Recognizing right. what you can change and, and taking ownership of those. Absolutely. Well, also, you know, there, there's plenty of tools out there to help you be consistent. One is just building a routine and being specific about the routine. I think that enables you to be more consistent. So if this is clearly defined what I'm going to do day in and day out or week in and week out, but you also have technology 
that's the great thing mm-hmm. about you know smartphones is there's some goods and some bads out there with smartphones but you can track just about anything and everything i mean utilize your smartphone utilize your calendar your, your computer whatever you need to 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 and leverage that to be more consistent in something yeah and you can jump on fiber right and, and nobody's going to be good at everything right. and so recognize those areas uh that you're not good at and then you know build support systems around you to, to help compensate those and and be okay with that i'm not particularly a good detail person like I yeah. can be when I need to be, but I'm just not wired to be down in the weeds a lot of times. So right. I just know that, hey, I need to bring people around me that, that are much better at that. The Kendra's of the world. That's uh, exactly who I was thinking <laughs> just right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's pinging me on, on Slack as we're talking right now. Well, that's like, funny. That's yeah. great, man. I'm glad we got Kendra. Oh, my gosh. She's a lifesaver for sure. Well, the other thing is, it, it, you know, to when you're starting out to you know, trying to be a more consistent person, you can start small. You don't have to jump into the deep end necessarily, you know, take small steps. I'm going to read 10 pages of, of a book every night rather than I'm going to read, you know, 30 pages, start small, set small goals, get good at that and then work your way into, into larger goals. Yeah. It, you know, it doesn't have to be that, Hey, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Right. It could be, I'm going to get a gym membership and I'll be committed to go three times a week. Yep. Regardless of what you do, just start going three days a week, right? Just start small. It doesn't have to be some hour and a half long routine every time you show up. That's right. Yeah. That's how you, that's how you lose motivation is because you've set your goals, your sights a little too high. That's right. But to go back to the definition of motivation is to move. It's, it could be small, but do something, move. You got, you got to move and do something. So big takeaways, Kevin, from this conversation about motivation and consistency. I think first off, you got to start with the plan. Like, yeah. you, you know, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Right. So start out with the plan. Okay. I'm motivated. I understand, you know, why I am. I kind of got to my why. Okay. So what am I going to do? What, what is the plan to get there? Yep. And then break things down into small sort of repeatable, regular actions. And instead of focusing always on this big end goal, this big hairy goal at the end, focus your energy and your attention more on just being a consistent person. I'm going to do this small task day in and day out. Yeah. You want to have that. You want to keep that end goal motivation in front of you, right? Let let that be the fuel that, that lights your fire each day of, Hey, this is, I'm doing this to to make that $10 million or to spend more time with my family or to, to have great vacation, whatever it is, you know, let it be a motivation, but your attention, you know, every day should be about, you know, that consistency, getting up and, and pouring energy into being consistent with the plan that you put in place. That's right. Lastly, I would say just embrace consistency as a part of who you are. I know we just had this conversation, but I think that's an important element is, is just deciding that this is who I'm going to be. I'm going to be a consistent person. Who does the, who does these small things day in and day out, knowing that eventually it's gonna it's gonna help me achieve my goal. That's right. So so start small, and what would be that one thing? What's that one thing you want to be consistent with? Start, you know, and then how is that tied to to motivation? What, what you're motivated to do? Yeah, yeah. What a great conversation, man! Chock full of good information and. Well, I'm all motivated. Motivation. I'm, I'm just ready to go to take the world, right? And so now I was, it's like, so what do I need to be more consistent? With? <laughs> what, what, what do I need to do? All I know is I feel like eating Chick Fil A right now. I'm not yeah, sure. See, Chick Fil A and a donut. That's what we're headed to right now. Let's go. <laughs> you know, at the end of this conversation, Kevin, it makes me think that there. I know that there are listeners out there who are who are motivated to to quit a day job or to or to get into real estate full time in some form or fashion and they don't know what it looks like. There's a motivation there but they don't know what that next step looks like. Maybe yeah. maybe it's a good opportunity for us to talk for just a second about Red Barn Home Buyers. Yeah, you maybe you're driving to work right now, maybe maybe you're at work right now, you're listening to this or you're you're at home 
and maybe you've always wanted to get into it, maybe now is the time. Maybe now is the time to to take that motivation to get into real estate investing and actually act on it and get consistent doing it. It's hard to figure it out. I mean, it's it's a challenge getting into to real estate investing because the dollars are big, right? You're, you're not just you know buying some hundred dollar thing. You're buying properties. You're flipping it. It's expensive. It's challenging, but it's also very lucrative and it's it's an opportunity to be very very successful. And uh, as I've told folks, you know, real estate's been very very good to our family. And you can do it. You can do this as well. How how can you do it? That's that's the and that's where people get stuck. There's all this motivation and they don't know. Okay, what does the action plan look like? How do I get from point A to point B? And that's really what home the home buyer's business does for you is it's a very systematized, you know, A B C D plan for you, one step in front of another, all the support and the systems that you need, and we sort of fill in all those gaps and and make it a repeatable business. Yeah, that's right. So back in what, 2005 is when sort of the birth of, of Red Barn occurred and flipping over a thousand homes over the course of what, about a dozen years and figuring out the systems and figuring out the processes and, and building out a system that will enable a person to do it, right? I mean, you you have the motivation. You just don't know that have the how, like, what's the plan? Like, where do I start? And what do I do? And how do I avoid, avoid the pitfalls? Home buyers really, the whole system is built and put in place. That's right. Yep. So folks, if you're listening, you have any interest, any thoughts about becoming a real estate investor, uh, check us out. You can go to Red Barn Homes, learn all about us. You can also go to redbarnhomebuyers.com to inquire specifically about our franchise and becoming yeah. a real estate investor. Right. We'd love to work with you if that's uh, part of your goals and what you're motivated to achieve this year. Awesome. Kevin, good chatting with you, buddy. Talk to you next week. I'll probably talk to you in about five minutes, but hey, we'll true. be back here with our listeners next week. How about that? There you go. All right. See you, man. Friends, thanks so much for making it all the way to the end of today's podcast. If you or possibly a friend has any interest in learning more about real estate investing or opportunities with Red Barn Home Buyers, take a minute and head on over to redbarnhomes.com and check out our investors page or our franchise page, or just drop us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of The Deal Farm.